Hold. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Oh, okay. So, Hi, so how are you? Good. I have every single knowledge about this. Every single knowledge about that. My phone is not connected. I have auto video, but I lost my smartphone. So uh, no, 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 don't worry about it. It happens all the time. It's so nice to see you again. <laughs> I know. Isn't that crazy? So I, I had a, a big thing about that because um, before you introduce yourself, I want to say thank you for coming to Salty Coffee. Um, it's one of the biggest, you know, I'm, I'm new to this. And my objective is to get information out to people who are my age who didn't know anything about city councils and stuff like that. So give us a little bit about yourself, Oswald, yourself first before the candidates, the running part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. thanks so much for having me. Thank you, uh, thank you, thank you Salt, Salt, for having me. I'm also my life on site. I grew up on the road, on the Valentine's Day. I've dedicated, dedicated my entire life, life to the Bronx, the Bronx. lieutenant lawyer, and that our neighbors at risk of eviction, and also neighbors being harassed by landlords. I also teach, I'm also a college professor here in the Bronx as well. I teach on postal security college, teach reading, writing, and political science. I come from very humble beginnings. My mom was a home attendant, was and is a home attendant. My father was a taxi driver. And now here I am, running, running for city council. council. Um, I, was I was born and bred in Bronx. I went to I went local to public schools, including MS Five, Walton High School, the Great Bronx Community College, college that has so many doors, so many people in Bronx. Also, Lincoln College. Once you serve as president of the school government, ah, there, I went to law school. But Bronx born and bred, and now I'm running running council to represent my home. That's awesome. And one of the things that I have to say that your two representatives that work for your campaigning, when they stopped by my door, <laughs> I told them, um, listen, I have a podcast. Tell this young man that I want to see him in person um, because one of the biggest things that I have is if I only see you a week before, you know, the voting election section at the train station, I'm not going to look at you. I'm just not interested, you know. And one of the things that really, and I'm going to say this very bluntly, pisses me off is that, that you spend so much money on sending flyers. I don't get one. I get like 25. And I'm thinking to myself, man, they could have used all this money on this marketing. And I, and I get it. I get it that a lot of people don't have time. You specifically don't have time to go to every, you know, building but I think that was one of the reasons why I believe things have changed. After Richie left, things have changed. You know, um, I've been living where I live at for 10 years. And when I first moved there 10 years ago, it was totally different. I mean, extremely different. And, and I see the improvements that are made. But what are one of the things, and I did go over the locations for this district before you came in. But one of the things that I want to um, want you to tell people is what does define city council person? What is it exactly that you do? Okay. Okay. 
And yeah, and yeah, earlier, earlier, earlier. Um, that's exactly right. Right, we started campaigning very, very, very early, and only, and only because it was going to be a special election, a special election was announced in January, early January. And the uh, election three months later. later. So we knew about so the election three months later. We started campaigning at least two months before it was announced. So we've been so we've knocking been on directly to the voters, voters since November. November. That's, that's much earlier than any other candidate. I made sure that me as a candidate got to meet as many voters as possible. I don't Almost, Almost every single day since November. Now I'm them. And I think the results a lot of uh, now, uh, the now, role of a city council member. So, the, so the, we have a city state and federal government. government. Uh, the city uh, council member is city representative. City council member is the city representative of that And this region, as you mentioned, in the center of the government. I won't get to that for other neighborhoods. You already covered that. Uh, but, uh, I but I would say the role of a council member is uh, to uh, amplify the voices of the people, the council member represents. During the campaign trail, we heard, I grew up in the Bronx, I know about our issues, but I also know that every single person in the district has their own issues. So during the campaign trail, we got a good idea of issues that the people care about. And I think the role of a council member is to amplify the voices of the people they represent. Three issues that continuously come up is public safety. We have a public safety chat. We continue to have a public safety problem. Also, affordable housing. Families have to work two and three jobs to pay rent. Also, education. Families have to travel an hour. Outside, outside of town, just so they just can get a child to go to the public public school. Or school school or school school private. Yeah, the role yeah, of the council member is truly outside of race not, not a very but of the, the people that they represent. Right, because we have different people in our city, people with different priorities that we care about. But the role of the council member is to amplify the voices of people that that council member represents. And one of the things that I um, appreciate when your representatives came to my door, um, the first thing they mentioned is, oh, he lives in this district. And I was like, all right, sign me up. Where, where, where can we talk? Tell him to call me, please. Because I think it's, it's a, like a give and take, you know, sometimes. Sometimes other people care more about your district because they might not live there but work there. And so they know and see the stuff. But... I really appreciate that. So tell me why you and why this election is the most important, in your opinion. Yeah, the yeah, problem has had many challenges. And due to the coronavirus pandemic, the challenges have been worse than 10, maybe 20 times. And our city makes sure that everyone in our city recovers. But, but especially, especially for vulnerable, vulnerable minority, minority neighborhoods. And this, and is, this, is, this is a perfect example of that that, 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 that has been severely affected by the coronavirus pandemic. The unemployment rates are at the time. The lack of vaccination and lack of testing sites is a big problem in this region. Also, schools, schooling, we had to change remote learning from one day to the next. It's been a year since we started remote learning. We still don't have the proper technology to even get, you know, to receive schooling from home. 
Uh, so, uh, so this, this is a crucial election. We need a top fighter in the city council. Somebody, we have, we live in a city with a lot of resources. We need a top fighter that will make sure that we have resources in the city and bring strength to the district right here in the council district. Um, we have many issues. I've delivered results as a tenant lawyer. I've brought results to the people of including, um, about a year ago, I represented a tenant association who didn't have gas for a year. And I represented the association who brought back nearly $100,000 back to the tenants. And I've also delivered as a college professor, and I want to deliver as a council member. And and what is what is your vision for District 15 moving forward, aside from those things? Like, you know, we spoke about people who have to work three jobs just to pay the rent. So so how do we really teach people about city council and how does that work? Like how did you who inspired you and who how did you get to where you're at from the Bronx? Like <laughs> how does that work? And and how why did it work for you but you don't see it happening for other people? Yeah, yeah, so, 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 uh, so uh, my transfer from Ross to my college, I got my associate's degree, I went to college. I know I want to be a lawyer, I'm a lawyer, um, but, but we don't have, have a bachelor's degree at all. We have three laws. So I've studied political science, according to the people that were advising me, closest thing to the law. So I said, let me study political science and the law. But I told, I told all my classmates, I will never, never go into one I never seen myself speaking to that many people, people, people and having a painting. And also, I didn't trust, trust politicians. politicians. But, but then, then I studied our political system, system and I noticed how much work we could get done if we have the right people in office. As a lawyer, as a lawyer, I think I a lot of a people lot of in the Bronx, and I, I, I prevented prevent many evictions, people that were at, were at homelessness. Um, but, um, I but I thought about it as, as, as a local election, I could continue working on preventing evictions, for example, funding for anti-eviction programs and legal defense programs. But at the same time, I could also work on education, doing funding for schools to make sure that I was able to the resources to prepare young people. And you could work on almost every single issue at the same time. You have a broad range of issues that you could work on. So I said that is where I need to be. And we also invite people in office because that's going to go into politics. And do you see, like, I don't know if you have siblings or anything, but do you... How, how do you see the difference between when your mom was raising you, your parents were raising you as, you know, uh, a person who was uh, driving, uh, you said your father was a car driver and your mom was a home attendant. How do you see, like, where, where, where do you see the new incoming influx of immigrants moving forward with your power and your voice? Yeah, so, yeah, so we um, have to maintain our work providing opportunities for all those uh, immigrants coming from different regions. Uh, it could be people coming from the Dominican Republic, Puerto Rico. My fiance is Albanian, Albanian family. We have to make sure that people that come from every region, which end up coming from the Bronx, 
they have they have a lot of opportunity to find. Um, so, um, they, so they, they, they too, so, you, you know, know, part as a taxi driver, attendant, and we could move up, the children could become lawyers, doctors, and generation. And one of the things that I appreciate about you is because I have that, that frame of thought also as to, even though you've gone to school, you got your lawyer, um, bar association, I don't know what, because you said it's not a degree, but... You're a lawyer, right? You're an attorney and you're an adjunct professor at a college. My thing is, like, you never left the Bronx. And I admire that about you because sometimes people grow, but then they leave and they don't come back, you know. And, and one of the things that I'm passionate about is either staying and making it grow and still continue to stay there or just be, like, the typical individual like I, this is just about me um you know because individualism is like something that's new i guess or trending um but a lot of young people like you once they get their education like the idea is like to get the heck <laughs> out but i admire that about you that you stayed in the bronx and you're doing what really the purpose of you know i and i get that whole thing about i don't want to get into politics thing so I'm hoping that you don't change, and I'm hoping that this will grow. But what are the three main things that you personally would like to see um, if you get elected? Yeah, yeah so, so about, about three things. Three of them. One of them is education. You have to make sure that young kids growing up in the many first generation Americans, like we mentioned, people coming from all regions of the planet, more than more than two abroad, the opportunity. We need to provide opportunity, and that also good public schools. We need to make sure our schools have the resources to prepare young people for the future. Uh, unfortunately, the school system has left many generations behind. Mostly because of the fault of the fact that these schools don't have the resources to pay them. So we need more funding to make smaller class sizes so that students can get more attention from their teachers. Another thing that we need is. Cleaner air. We have an asthma crisis right here in the Bronx. Most due to many reasons, including the cross Bronx Expressway. The cross Bronx Expressway is the most congested roadway in the planet, releasing a lot of air pollution and literally our neighbors. So we need to clean our air and redesign the cross Bronx Expressway by building a green ramp over it and turning it into a park. And basically, and basically having the cross 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 way like a tunnel, the cars will be there, and we'll install ventilation to clean out the place before they go to the And a third issue is affordable housing. We need housing that is truly affordable and permanently affordable, too. One of the things that I noticed about affordable housing, um, when I went to college as an adult, um, I did a whole paper on affordable to who. So, like, you know, it's... It's weird that the that whole affordable housing application or lottery system or how do you see the what is exactly how do you see it because I don't know if you applied ever for one of those lottery system things for rent stabilization development building or anything like that but it is one of the things that I find the hardest 
especially even now like you would think that because you can just apply online and your application goes online I don't want to get into like the the nitty-gritty of it but is that one of the things that you also noticed as a tenant lawyer that there's some sort of like inequality or some weird thing going on because where I live at now I had to literally fight it <laughs> to get in three times and it wasn't about credit and it wasn't about not having a good job or it was really like some weird stuff going on and this was 10 10 15 years ago so not only did I have to wait like two years for the application to be pulled in but then they were like denied it twice for some weird we're not going to get into the personal stuff but where do you see that changing like do you actually notice that there is a problem with that Absolutely. Absolutely. We have a lot of issues with our affordable housing. One of them, like you mentioned, affordable to who. I spoke to a lot of families, but they've applied families that are working two jobs just to pay rent. They've applied for affordable housing, and these units have had an income requirement. It's a $110,000 in order to qualify for housing that is supposedly affordable. So that is the question, affordable to who? It's certainly not affordable to the average family of the Bronx. My family, when we were growing up, my father earned about 33 a year and that was working 70 hours a week. My mom also earned about 20 a So families working above and beyond and they still can't afford affordable housing. So we need to decrease, we need to redefine what we mean by affordable. By affordable, by affordable what I, the way that I would define it is no, no more than 30 percent of your income. So if you so earn two thousand dollars per month, you have to you pay have to no pay more than 30 percent of your income in rent. Right? Right. right? Our families have other expenses, including food expenses, food expenses school, and etc. And, and we need to make our lives for the Bronx a little bit easier. We can do that by building housing that is affordable. And again, 30 percent of your income. On top of that. We need, we need permanent, permanent affordable housing. Because one big issue that we have is that landlords get benefits from the city and the landlords, landlords provide affordable housing. housing. Um, but um, the, um, the housing is not permanently affordable. It's only affordable for, let's say, 10 years. 10 years. So 10 so years 10 later, later um, these um, families that are living affordable housing, their rents could be double or triple or who knows what. We need affordable housing, but also permanently affordable housing. The people, the, the people of the Bronx are here, are here to stay. They're not here to stay for 10 years. I totally agree. So I thank you so much. I want you to give me at least two minutes of a closing of why I should vote for you. <laughs> uh, I mean, I know I know who I'm voting for, and I'm not going to speak on that. But, um, you know, <laughs> because, you know, to tell you the truth, you're the first male person interviewed in Salty Coffee. So I don't know if you knew that the Salty Coffee is to empower women, you know, but because, you know, you have a mom and you have a fiancé, I know that you are part of that group of men who want to empower women to do things. So I thank you so much for uh, joining Salty Coffee, but give me, like, who inspires you and, and what it is that you want, like, on a real Bronx level, you know. <laughs> give, give me, you know, like, do you want a message to your students, to to your clients that you've helped all these years as a tenant lawyer? 
what message do you give the Bronx, um, whether you're elected or not elected, that you will continue the fight, you know, to make sure that that you want the Bronx to be what it should be? Yeah, well, yeah, well thank you so much, so much for having me on your podcast. Also, thank you for listening. I'm Oswald Chief. I'm a lifelong Bronx kid running for the council here in the Bronx. I'm a lifelong Bronx kid. I grew up and I live on the road. Come from a very very community. My mom, my home, my father, tax father. I've dedicated my life to improving my neighborhoods. As a tenant lawyer, I've defended my neighbors, vulnerable neighbors that risk eviction and also being harassed by landlords. I've also dedicated my time to teaching in the Bronx, teaching reading, writing, and political science, struggling schools, and also in college. Now I'm running for council. I'm running for city council to fight for a better Bronx, Bronx that we deserve. Which is the Bronx with two public schools, schools that will truly prepare our young children for the future. Also affordable housing so that families can be stable and they won't have to free jobs to pay rent. And also equal opportunity to move up the economic ladder. If you live in the Bronx, I want to be your voice. I'm humbly asking to vote. If I get elected, I'm going to fight 24 hours a day, every single day, to make sure that the best days in the Bronx are ahead. So on March 23rd, or if you vote early, vote for Parsons, please vote for change. And if you want to say it in Spanish, you can go ahead because this is also, you know, bilingual, cafe salado type of thing. I am Dominican, by the way, so I don't know if your parents are Dominican, but um, okay. So, so let's go. Let's talk. Háblame. Dile a la familia, a la gente que están allá, que cuál es. I mean, go ahead. Tell us in Spanish if you can. Um, what you just said in English. No, muchísimas gracias, Juan, por tenerme, y gracias a todos por estar con nosotros, y gracias a Toffee Coffee por tenerme en su programa. Soy Osvaldo Solis, candidato a Cantacumal, y le pido su voto por marzo en su vez para que yo pueda luchar por un mejor Bronx, el Bronx que nosotros lo merecemos. Que es un con buenas escuelas que realmente paren a nuestra juventud para el futuro, un Bronx con vivienda asequible, que nuestra familia no le duele los almas de trabajo para tener el pagar también un Bronx con oportunidad económica y un Bronx con calles seguras. Eh, quiero, eh, quiero ser su voz, si, si soy elegido por ser municipal, voy a luchar 24 horas al día para asegurar que los mejores días del Bronx estén adelante de nosotros. El martes 23, el marzo, el martes 23. Voten por nosotros, Félix, voten para cada Thank you so much, Oswald. Um, I always wanted to say um, your last name is a little bit, you know, not you know, common, I guess. And so I always say Felix and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to get it all messed up. But Feliz. Yes, exactly. So thank you so much again. This was awesome. Um, I keep, I'm going to keep an eye on you. Um, I see your postings everywhere and I see who sponsored you. So you saw me walking to work. I mean, that's that's the hustle every morning. And I'm glad that you were able to see that hustle, you know, like who was going to work every day, who was coming back. So it was nice to see you in the corner. <laughs> but um, I appreciate you doing this and 
I wish you luck because it's a hard job. It's not easy. You know, it's very easy to criticize people, but, you know, you're doing your thing and I'm, I'm hoping, you know, the best for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So much. I'm not sure. Word, 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 actually word, 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 So um, if you have any questions, um, you can go ahead and email Salty Coffee or you can, I, I'm going to put the description of where you can find Oswald Feliz and enjoy your day. I'm going to go eat some lunch now and I love you. <laughs>